Welcome to the 91.5 WGRE studio. My name is Seth Monholland. And I'm Brandon Pangan. And a happy Friday afternoon to y'all. Uh, it's good to be back in the booth. It's been a little while. Has been a minute. Why, why is that, Seth? Well, uh, I, I took last week off. Well, the, the week before last was fall break, so nobody's around. But last week I took off. I was on paternity leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you know? <laughs> My wife had a baby. Oh yeah! Shouts out, um, Chelsea and Cindy and Cece. Yeah, my my little girl Cece. She's so lovely. Oh my gosh! And yeah, super thankful for my mother-in-law coming out. Cindy, uh, you're the best. <laughs> uh, and Chelsea, you're just a, a baller. The Ballin'. thing, the yeah, what you did for the sake of our child, I could never repay or do the same. <laughs> CC Chelsea loves you much more than I ever could. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we love you. You're our little nugget, and uh, I, I'm happy to tell the world about her. So That's awesome. she's a beautiful little ball of joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon and I, we were we were out chilling at the cemetery this morning. Probably sounds kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like uh, bringing your your two week old daughter to the cemetery, but it's all Souls Day. It's yeah, it's all Souls Day. It's yeah. the day celebrate all of the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's some nice little culture bit, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we're Halloween week. Um, you know, All Hallows Eve, Halloween, um, and then All Hallows Day, also known as All Saints Day, was yesterday, November first, and. Today we've got All Souls Day where we celebrate all of the, the people who have lived throughout all of eternity. And we were at Mass at the cemetery, just holding my little baby. It was like the beginning of life and the end of life. We were oh, talking yeah. about it all. It's good stuff. It is. Yeah. Uh, but Brandon and I, we are the striving guys. It's a pleasure to be with y'all here uh, this afternoon uh, or whatever time of day you're listening, if you're listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Afternoon, good evening, good night. I think that's Truman Show. There we go. Yeah, I think look that's at, right. Look at how cultured we are. Oh, it's so cultured. That, so that cultured. shows. Or that movie's amazing. You should watch it. Brandon's like cottage cheese. <laughs> cultured. Very cultured. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what, we're we're back at it. Back in the booth mm-hmm. after a little hiatus. Uh, continuing our Art of Living podcast. Uh, Brandon, you want to give us a little intro for the, for the show today? Yeah, today uh, we're going to be talking about friendship in particular. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into the whys, but uh, essentially we're just going to talk about uh, three types of friendship. There is the friendship of utility, friendship of pleasure, and virtuous friendship. Can we get into the W's of friendship? Friendship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Friendship yeah. is what brings us together here today. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, the. You should just you should just share it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So I distracted myself with the Princess Bride. <laughs> so again, we're going to be talking about uh, three types of friendship. These are three types of friendship. Uh, and they were described by Aristotle. And so uh, it's friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, and friendships of virtue. So we're, we're going to start off talking about uh, friendships of utility and pleasure. Seth, uh, 
What's a little, what's the lowdown on friendships of utility? Oh, did I say friendships of pleasure we're going to start on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I meant to say utility. We're starting with utility. Yeah, well, we're starting on utility. We can edit that out later. Okay, cool. I don't remember what Brandon said. <laughs> I honestly, I don't pay any attention when he talks. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll start talking about utility. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and these, these are not, uh, I think it's important. It might like, we might give the image that these are like bad things. Friendships of utility and pleasure. No, friendships of utility and pleasure are actually very necessary. Aristotle mentioned this, uh, you know, 2,300 years ago, uh, and it's the same today, uh, that uh, there's just certain types of relationships that have different experiences, right? Uh, I think of a friendship of utility as you have a shared common experience that you continue to have with the same person, uh, so you have a relationship continually with them over and over. Uh, but the, the basis of the relationship is, it, it, it's strictly about uh, what interaction that you're having. Uh, so like you have like a barber, right, mm-hmm. that you always go to. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship like with your barber? With Isabel. Isabel. <laughs> I get maybe she's not a barber. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We were talking about that last night. Is it, is it like barberesses or, or are we just going to go, you know, Whatever. Anyway, if somebody hairdresser uh, dresses my hair, if somebody ever or somebody is listening and knows what you would call a female barber, if they're a barberess, mm. uh, and you would like to inform us, please give us a call at seven six five six five eight four six four one. We are dying to know, and we would love to know what you call a female barber. Yes, but tell tell me more about Isabel. So uh, I get my hair cut once a month, uh, and I go to Isabel, and I know about her family. I know about her her newborn child. Um, his name is Joaquin, and uh, she knows about. She actually cuts my dad's hair and my sister's hair as well. The and, pink, uh, pink and family. Yes, exactly. And I think she she actually cuts my mom's hair too. So yeah, she cuts all of her hair. And uh, yeah, I mean I've known her for a couple of years. And I just always go to her. And uh, yeah, so like I think she's a good friend of mine. I, I would call her a friend of mine, but. Honestly, though, as as much as I like, I love her and I desire good for her. Um, it's really pretty surface level. Like, I only think about her really. I mean, now, but also when I need a haircut, I'm like, oh, I hope Isabel's there. That's about it. Um, our, the extent to our friendship is pretty limited. I think I've heard a lot about Isabel. <laughs> 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 but it's only because I think Brandon's hair is that good looking. Oh. <laughs> I I'm, I'm always asking Brandon about his barber. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, oh, do you do you get your haircut here in Greencastle or or is it somewhere else? Great Clips. Oh, it's the secret. Does you really go to Great Clips? Yeah, I really do. Go, go. Dude, it's so absurd how much people spend to get their haircut. And yeah. I'm like, then again, I'm a guy, so our hair is pretty much just like a buzz cut to the head. You're looking if you're if you can look as fresh as Brandon Pangan and uh, get a haircut at Great Clips, please do. Isabel is a saint. She is fantastic. She's fantastic. Yeah, really, this is great. Them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Dick's Barbershop here in Greencastle. Oh, shouts yeah. out. Yeah, Phil. Always cuts my hair mm. is his name, and he once cut my hair on Grand Groundhog Day, uh, and it, he gave me a free haircut on Groundhog Day <laughs> from a guy named Phil. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Tony Phil wow. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Have you ever watched that movie? No. It's a little. There's some dirty parts, but for the most part, it's a great movie. It's really good. It's like got a uh, the guy from Ghostbusters. What's his name? He's the main guy. 
uh, busts ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. Okay, uh, but you know, you, there's other examples too of friendships of um, Tom utility. Hanks. No, it's not Tom. Tom. No, it's, it's not. not. Never mind. Brandon is <laughs> just going to exclaim in the middle of our show at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the guy from uh, Zombieland too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Okay, nice. thank you for that. Uh, okay, we so can move on you now. could have a friendship of utility with Bill Murray yeah. if you just like work with him, um, or like, like we were last night we were talking about high school friends too. Like you have a project with somebody and you 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 get to know them and you appreciate your time with them, uh, but like really your whole relationship is just based on getting the grade done, mm-hmm. right? Like high school, college, you have these group projects and. Then you move on to the next group, and you don't really talk to these people, you know? Absolutely. I still see, like, my old group project friends pop up on my Facebook feed, but I'm like... <laughs> yeah, you remember the one thing that you did with them, you're like, and this is why we're friends, and uh, yeah, that's about it. And I was thinking that project, but I'm like, we don't have anything else in common. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so friendship's a utility. And then secondly, n- not only do we just have friendship's utility, we also have uh, friendships of... Uh, pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you care to extrapolate a little more on what friendship of pleasure might look like? Yeah, so friendships with pleasure, uh, I feel like this is the, I think we could both agree, this is like a step up from friendship of utility, right? So I, Seth, I enjoy your presence. I like hanging out with you. And, you know, it benefits me to hang out with you. And hopefully you find pleasure in hanging out with me. And so it's like fun for you too. So it's benefiting both both of us. So uh, technically utilitarian there. But at the same time though, um, both of these, I think, I think friendships of pleasure are the most common because you think of the generic like relationships where you just, you click or you, you have great chemistry and you know, you get each other's humor like that. Oh, this is such good friendship because, you know, we just we just get each other. You know, um, the issue with that though is that these friendships of pleasure they're really limited by um, interaction. So like, if so long as Seth and I are in the presence of one another, then it's a great friendship. But as soon as like Seth leaves for a week or a month or whatever, and you know, maybe we'll keep up text or whatever but then that slowly dies down and eventually we're no longer having fun together and so whatever was holding our um friendship together before is no longer around you know so and that's that's where the uh the issue lies is that these friendships of pleasure are are very surface level because there's nothing really keeping us together except for our presence our physical location i think when you look at these two types of friendship as well, um, Aristotle referred to them together. Um, a lot of the things that Brandon and I are referencing from Aristotle, we're, we, we got from a book that we both read called uh, True Friendship, uh, Where Virtue Becomes Happiness by John Cudaback. Uh, and uh, yeah, Aristotle will refer to these things together, these two, the friendships of utility and friendships of pleasure, uh, because there's a common theme within the two types of friendship where they're more so oriented around the self, the individual, like the, uh, I'm around these people because I enjoy being with them or I get something from them. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's that comp, like that's what kind of brings these two types of friendships together. Um, 
again, these are not bad things. Like you need to like I'm kind of friends with a guy at the meat market at Myers Market because first and foremost, he's also a Denver Broncos fan. Uh, I love Colorado, love the Broncos. Uh, but also, like, yeah, we just have like good cordial interactions. Mm-hmm. I buy stuff from him, which keeps his family in business, and he gives me super tasty New York strip steaks. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I, like we're definitely not telling you to like oh. Well, if they're not the perfect friendship, you better cut them off from your life. That's not the case at all, because naturally, you know, we're called to love people, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and that's how we do it, is entering into these uh, relationships with them. Um, but I think what we're trying to get across here is that these types of friendships, although very good and very natural, um, they aren't going to fulfill you in the way that a, a true or authentic friendship can. Totally. Uh, with that being said, it's time for a quick break uh, for uh, our legal ID for the station. You are listening to 91.5 WGRE, your sound alternative. And we're back uh, talking about uh, talking about friendship, true friendship, uh, and what that what that looks like. Uh, so we're talking about friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, uh, and now let's talk a little bit about. Uh, the third type of friendship. Uh, do you want to, yeah? And so Aristotle referred to uh, the, the first two types of friendship and kind of grouped them together. And he also referred to a third uh, type of friendship and kind of directed it to, like, the, those other types of friendship aren't bad, but ultimately those types of friendship will feel meaningless. And this type of friendship is something that can provide you with more meaning in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can, it's, it's a much more fulfilling type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he referred to this as virtuous friendship. Mm-hmm. Or in his book, and that's why it's titled this way, John Cudabeck refers to it as true friendship. Yeah. Uh, and this, um, this third type of friendship is differentiated in the sense that it, it loses its perception, uh, or it, it loses the, the image that it's about the individual. Like, I'm doing these things because I get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I am, I take pleasure out of being with you. Um, it still, it still takes those things on, but it doesn't, that's not how it's identified mm. anymore. Um, this third type of friendship is uh, more so focused around willing the good of the other. Um, so, uh, or, and the characteristics that go along with willing the good of the other. The suspense is killing me. What What is the third type of friendship, Seth? The, the third type of friendship <laughs> is uh, virtuous friendship. Great. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So the first one was utility. The second one was pleasure. And this third one that we're going to be talking about um, is friendships of virtue. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, talk a little bit about uh, friendships of virtue, Seth. Yeah, so uh, a friendship of virtue... Uh, not to make it too confusing or anything, but it also has three characteristics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which is y- you have to will the good of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to, to seek and desire things that are good for them because you recognize the dignity that they have, right? Uh, the, the second one is you have to have the capacity to actually act towards willing their good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't do you any good if you can't achieve it. Mm-hmm. And third, you have to have a mutual appreciation of what the good is. You, you both have to see, uh, be oriented towards the same way. So you have, you have to have the desire to will the good, 
you have to have the capacity to will the good, and you have to have a mutual appreciation of the same thing in order to have the truest form of friendship. Great. Where you're, you're oriented in the same direction and have the same goals. Mm-hmm. Do you care to break down uh, desire, uh, having the desire to will the good of another anymore? Yeah, so uh, actually, did you want to talk about like uh, the, the Thomas Aquinas uh, relationship or did you want to add on to that later on? Oh, yes. I yeah. forgot Thomas yeah, Aquinas. Yeah. How, really how could yeah. I? Uh-huh. Uh, yes, so St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, famous theologian and learned man, philosopher, uh, mentioned that that, that uh, loving to love someone is also to will their good. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's English is particularly hard, um, I don't know, from experience with other languages, but I've been told... <laughs> Uh, like Greek, for instance, has four different ex- ways to express the word love, but English we only have one. Uh, and so to love is, to, in the truest sense, in the context of friendship, is to will their good, not love in the sense of uh, I'm like I'm the feeling, not the feeling, uh, but the uh, yeah. Help me out. Yeah, I think the, um, I think love has been uh, underwhelmed. I think people just think of love as this, this like emotion, this passion that I have. It's just this. I was talking with a friend of mine, and he had mentioned that he knew that this relationship with his ex was um, toxic, but his heart, quote unquote, his heart just felt very called and pulled to her saying, you know, you got to do this. Like, you got to like be back with her. Like she, she makes you feel amazing. You know, like she is just like this fire that like feels so great, you know? And I was telling him and I was just saying that I don't think that's your heart. I think that's your gut. Right. So it's just this gut instinct, this, like this passion that you have, um, that actually isn't leading you towards a good because intellectually, you know, it's wrong. So I think, I think in the movies, uh, in media, they just bring up um, love as this feeling. Like, and I think that's that's the reason why a lot of relationships are so broken. It's because people um, expect to just feel this chemistry, this fire, this this click um, with their significant other. And if they're no longer feeling that, then what like what's left, right? And so love is very selfless, right? Mm-hmm. So so this feeling that I have. It's very selfish. So long as I'm feeling good, then everything's all right, right? But instead, looking outside of myself and even regardless of how I'm feeling, like how am I serving this other person, right? So love is willing their good. And it's not just, willing somebody's good isn't just, you know, how do I put this? Uh, It isn't just like, well, I hope, you know, they do well. It's more so actually like taking action. Mm -hmm. So love is a verb. It is willing their good actively. It's not just a feeling. So, and it's not just about like wanting good things for them to happen, like good things to happen to them. Mm-hmm. It's to will someone's good is like you'll you'll choose good things for them mm-hmm. instead of the things that would be viewed as good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm like super thankful for the example um, that I have from my parents, especially from my mom, uh, like to choose the good. Uh, that it was for me. Um, I, I grew up in a, 
a, a single parent home. It was just me and my mom for a long time. And then I've got an awesome stepdad. He's great. And mm-hmm. just like Frodo him as my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom would sacrifice and like she, she was a young, like I'm the same age that she uh, was when I was born now. Uh, and it, yeah, there's like you and I, like we have so many things that we could choose to do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so many ways to go out and like, yeah, just like live a crazy adventurous life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but rather than choosing things that were quote unquote, like good for her, mm-hmm. uh, she decided to like to give up some of those things mm-hmm. uh, because she she loved me. Mm-hmm. She willed my good mm-hmm. and desired that over her own selfish desires. It, yeah, yeah it, it was a, a love that expanded outside of itself. Yes, that's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, you have to have the desire uh, to will the good of someone else. Um, but what, what if you have the desire, but you don't have the ability? Like, that doesn't do you a lot of good, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do, like, sometimes it takes effort uh, and sometimes it takes hard work in order to will the good of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of blanking for like a good example of what this would look like, yeah. but uh, yeah, you you have to be able. Mm-hmm. You have to have the capacity to choose to love someone, mm-hmm. and you have to practice like denying yourself in small ways. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not even in the context of other people, but denying yourself in small ways. So that way when the time comes, when you like, when you really desire to choose to love someone, you can deny yourself in spite of your own selfish desires. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where like virtue comes into this concept, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah. Let, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you take this. I'll take the next, I'll take the next point. Uh, yeah, it, it takes time to build up the habit of, of virtue and doing, like, in in rare circumstances, can people just, like, flick a switch? Let's say, like, I will the good of my family. Mm-hmm. And what that means is I need to, like, have to take care of our house or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I have to... I can't just, like, get up on the roof and, like, slap some stuff up on, on there mm-hmm. and my roof stops leaking. Yeah. Like... I have to, I have to know what repairs need to happen, yeah. and I have to know how to choose the good thing. And not only that, like I can't just get up on the roof by myself. I have to get a ladder. Yeah. So I have to be prepared in order to will the good of someone else. It just reminds me of our talk from last or last time with the the freedom, right? You have to have freedom to do these things. Mm. And if you're if you actually don't have the freedom to you know serve others, then you know, if you're caught up in your own things, if you if you can't even serve yourself, then how are you going to be able to serve others? You know, you have to work on yourself, have a good interior life, and then move that outward. Um, and I think that that brings us to the next point in in terms of uh, intellect. So yeah, and uh, to, just to tie on it real quick too, like we have, we're we're working on these things. Like that's why we're we call ourselves the striving guys. Yes. It's like we're working yeah. at these, having the ability. Absolutely. So long as you're actually striving to be the best version of yourself, you yeah. can help other people. You don't have to be like, well, I can't help anyone until I'm perfect. That's not what we're trying to say. We're trying to say that you have to actually have a desire to help yourself and help others before, and, and coming back to the last point of desire. But So having the the correct intellect is important for you to actually have a good friendship. So if you are... Uh, 
let's get let's get a little deep here. If I think that um, getting wasted uh, after a rough day is the best way to take care of problems, then that is my intellect being disordered. I, it, it's not a correct answer to my problem, um, but because I believe that, my friendships are going to be affected by that. So I can't serve Seth. Uh, in the right way if he has a bad day because I'm, even though I desire to will his good, I don't know how, um, even though I think that I do, right? So I'm telling Seth, yeah, like, that the, it stinks that your, your baby was crying all night, man. We should just get plastered tonight, right? See, that's not helping Seth, even though I desire, like, I love Seth and I want him to, you know, I, I desire his will, I desire his good, but I don't even know what that means because I have a disordered view of um, what is even good. Uh, and we're recapping a little bit of Aristotle's thoughts on friendship uh, here uh, as a part of our podcast, The Striving Guys. Uh, just kind of a, a little recap of what we were just mentioning. Uh, you, you have to have the capacity to enter into a virtuous friendship, which means as an individual, you have to be practicing virtue yourself in order to be able to give it to others, right? Mm -hmm. um, and... One thing, too, we, we, we kind of started to mention before the break was Aristotle says you, uh, it's not that you can't have friendships if you don't have the virtue. You still have the friendship, but your capacity to will the good of the other will be limited in those friendships. Uh, so, yeah, it's like the perfect opportunity to be striving and to be trying to figure out how do you can be the best version of yourself and live your life to the fullest, right? Uh, so yeah, we the three characteristics of a virtuous friendship. You have the desire to will the good of the other, the capacity to will the good of the other, and what about the third? What's the third and final trait again, Brandon? The uh, third trait is a mutual appreciation of willing the good of the other, or love, really, or a mutual appreciation of, of actual love, right? Mm. So if we are... Uh, so say I desire Seth's good and well here let's do it the other way so that I'm not offending Seth. Seth <laughs> say you desire my good right and okay. um, you're also fully capable of desiring my good. You're a very virtuous person. You strive um, you're a striving guy you know and uh, you like you know what actual virtue looks like you know what good looks like. If, if at the same time so you, you desire all these things for me but I don't desire those things for you, number one, um, you're dragging me in one direction, right? So you're, you're pulling me along towards the good, but all I'm doing is pulling you back, right? I'm a stumbling block for you. So, and that's not, that's, that's okay for you to be in a relationship like that, Seth, to, for you to desire my good anyway, because if you only desired my good, if I desired your good, that's not, that's not, that's uh, that's conditional love. So, and th and that's not what we want. We want this, you know, real desiring the good of the other for the sake of the other, right? And so, if Seth is pulling me up and I'm just pulling him down, that's not a mutual appreciation for virtuous life or, um, you know, desiring the good, right? What if uh, I'm in a relationship with someone and I des desire the good for them? Mm -hmm that they don't necessarily desire for themselves. So if, mm. if I desire this for you, mm -hmm. uh, but you don't desire it, what does that look like? I think that actually has to do with um, that I, I don't have the capacity 
Because like intellectually, I feel, because if I'm not doing, if I, or actually desire, yeah, so desire and capacity, maybe I don't want to because it sounds hard. Whatever you're, you're striving, your virtue just sounds too hard for me, too much effort for me. I'm okay being how I am. Um, and then otherwise, or it could be the capacity. Maybe I don't, like I'm still attached to something. I don't have freedom from um, a, a bad habit. So I don't have the cap capacity or ability to uh, strive with you. Um, and so it's always going to be a stumbling block for you as you, you strive for virtue. Definitely. So it has to be a mutually weld, right? Mm -hmm. On both parties at the same time in, in a, a, at least a similar manner. Yeah, just both of us running towards one thing, one common goal. Mm -hmm. um, and the goal, though, actually has to be a solid foundation for a goal, right? If, again, if, if it's just, you know, our group project, that's going to end at some point. Our goal will be completed and that's it. If we're striving to be good, virtuous men, you know, then that is always going to be a constant thing till, till, till we die, right? We are always going to be striving for better than how we are right now, the mm -hmm. best version of ourselves every day. Right, and if we're constantly doing that, then I'm pushing Seth, and even as I push Seth, I can trust that he's going to push me as well. So we're constantly going upwards, mm -hmm. um, you know, towards what is good. So I mean, there's a little bit of a different orientation, kind of symbolically, mm -hmm. that I, I can sense when you're talking about it. Rather than uh, a friendship where you're looking at each other mm -hmm. and sitting across, mm -hmm. maybe like sitting across from a table or you know, you're, you're walking on a trail and looking at each other, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that thought's just kind of uncomfortable. Like yeah. two people staring at each other mm -hmm. on a trail, like that's not the point of the trail. You want to progress. So if you, if you want to progress in this friendship, symbolically, mm -hmm. you, you need to be walking along the trail mm -hmm. and at the same speed in mm -hmm. the same manner. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody lags behind a little bit and the other friend says to the other, like, Hey, like this is where we're going. Yeah. You know, let's, you're, you're like, I understand that you're there and you're distracted by something mm -hmm. or something's happening, but uh, yeah, this is where we we're we we're talking about going, right? Yeah, reminding each other where you're heading, mm -hmm. and then um, trusting that later on maybe the other person gets distracted, and again, trusting that this person will continue to keep us moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think that that's uh, a good part of why, too. Uh, uh, of what, what, what's the purpose of doing authentic friendship? We've talked about what it is, but what's the point? Like, mm -hmm. why, why would I even do it? Mm -hmm. Because uh, when you're living in fellowship, it prevents you from kind of peaking and mm -hmm. plateauing mm -hmm. and, and not moving and staying stagnant, right? Like, yeah. you, you want there to be a flow. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what are some other kind of why, why authentic Go, going off that plateau thing, friendship yeah going off the plateau thing um it just goes hand in hand in the fact that if you are if you hit a point where you're like this is it i think i'm i'm doing pretty good take for example like a catholic or christian right i go to church every sunday and uh yeah i've hit my stride like this is this is all it is then you're you're missing out on a, on like the rest of the goodness of that faith and so you need somebody else to help show you, you know, hey, I'm a little farther on this path and I can tell you that as great as, you know, that bug on that tree is, like you you love to see this amazing view um, a couple feet ahead. Like 
I, I can tell you with certainty that there's something greater um, ahead of you. So yeah, just pulling each other along and showing each other and saying like, I know where you are, but I can actually like bring you to something so much greater mm-hmm. um, and trusting each other in that because you're trusting that you're willing the good of each other, right? Totally, without a doubt. And there's also another a beautiful part of it of, you know, we're not meant to like spend this life alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult to grow and to learn things and to take things in alone. It's possible. Um, but I mean, being alone is isolating just mm-hmm. by its own nature. Like we're, we're meant to be in community and in the midst of other people. I, uh, I watched this video the other day. It's by Father Mike Schmitz. It's fantastic. Um, and he talked about how important, um, yeah, friendships are. So he had talked about this guy who had said to him, yeah, you know, I don't need friendships. Uh, or like, I don't need like those deep type of friendships. And Father Mike was just saying like, well, you know, are you okay with these, sh- these like not shallow, but like more surface level friendships? Because like these, these surface, surface level friendships, that's actually like uh, an example of um, loving thy neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. So like being good to people, not being like, a turd to every person you meet, but actually like trying to have good conversation with them, seeing them as real people, right? Seeing them as real souls, right? Um, and so this, this person was just saying like, yeah, I'm okay with those friendships. I don't need like these deep, deep ones. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, and the, the, the takeaway was that um, maybe he was okay with just that, but odds are there is still this loneliness within him that needs to be fulfilled. Um, and so a lot of people tend to fill that, that loneliness um, with busyness. So, so long as I'm busy and so long as like, you know, I'm constantly doing things with work, constantly uh, on the move, I don't have time to think about my loneliness or my lack of friendships, like I'm okay. But once you're alone with yourself and you don't have anything to keep you busy, you're left with just this, this emptiness, right? This void of like, I need, I need people in my life, right? We're, we're, we're people of, uh, we're, we're, we're creatures of um, community, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's just how we are. Yeah, and I mean, nobody comes into the world alone, right? Mm-hmm. You, you exactly. have a, at least your mother. Yeah. And ho- hopefully there's some, a doctor. Yeah. I mean, maybe not a doctor, a midwife, you yeah, know? Yeah. Somebody okay. to help and accompany your mother through yeah. uh, the experience. Uh, mm-hmm. But we don't come into the world alone. and. Mm-hmm we aren't meant to stay alone. Um, so there's a beautiful, powerful of family. Like your family should be your friends as well. Um, you should have friends on, uh, on whatever stage of life, if you're working or if you're a student or uh, you're retired, you should have friends that you seek out mm-hmm. and intentionally invest into these relationships. I think that it's important to, yeah, I think we, we mentioned it briefly, but like, again, we, you shouldn't expect to have these friendships with every single person you meet. Mm-hmm. It's just not plausible. It's not possible. Yeah. Right. If you're really like, you'd be spreading yourself thin meeting mm-hmm. every single person that you meet. Right. It's okay to have friendships of pleasure. It's okay to have friendships of utility. Mm-hmm. Um, that's natural. But there are there should be people in your life who you admire and you should desire to be friends with them so that they can continue pushing you forward. My mom mm-hmm. used to uh, say to me, she's like. Brandon, when you get into a classroom, sit with the smartest people mm-hmm. so that you'll become smart. And I was just like, okay, thanks. But 
I mean, there's there's some. It's kind of messed up, but there's some truth to that, though. You know, there is there's truth in the fact that um, the the people you surround yourself with, the community that you're in, is going to shape you. Whether you like feel that they are or not, whether you think that like, oh, I have like, no one's gonna shape me. Like, I'm I'm my own person. That's not true. The people that you surround yourself with are gonna. I mean, honestly, like, I'm around Seth and my teammates all the time, and like, I pick up their their idioms and and sorts of things and their mannerisms all the time and it's just like I've little, never, little ways like that i've never said ope ope <laughs> until i met brandon <laughs> i say ope <laughs> and he From just Illinois, says ope. so yeah such ope. a midwesterner ope. thing yeah. to do yeah so i mean i mean it's just true whether you believe it or not i mean it, it's just going to happen you're going to pick up their their habits um, so you might as well surround yourself with people who are uh, striving who are or trying to be better people so that you can also pursue that as well and this is this is a whole nother podcast within itself oh yeah but these friendships like friendships are the base of what a community looks like and community is the base of what a society looks Mm -hmm. like so ultimately what our friendships have to say on an individual level like these are the things that shape our nation Mm -hmm. that shape our world Mm -hmm. so if you want to leave an impact on the nation and the world, the best way to, one of the best ways to do it is friendship. Uh, maybe we'll touch on that some other time. Uh, but I think that's probably all we've got for today as far as uh, the podcast goes. So thank you so much for listening to The Striving Guys. Uh, uh, don't forget that it, it, you can listen to us live on 91.5 WGRE uh, on Fridays at 1 o'clock, from, uh, 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, or you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean if you're on an Android. Uh, yeah, and if you ever want to hear specific things, you can call us in the booth at 765-658-4641, or, or you can also send us messages on our social media. Yeah. Uh, we'll work on getting a, a specific Striving Guys email or something here yeah. in, in the next little bit. So keep an eye out for that. and. Our weekly shows come in throughout the rest of November and a little bit of December, too. But, uh, yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Brandon. We are the Striving Guys. Thank Thank you for listening. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Art of Living podcast presented by the Striving Guys, Seth and Brandon. This recording was first shown live on 91.5 WGRE at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana. To listen again, you can tune in to 91.5 on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or stream wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to click that share button. We're taking your time, Seth! Take it out!